So we spoke yesterday. We started telling about how Reb Hillel Paracher would often talk of Reb Avram ben Avram, the Ger Tzedek who died al Kiddush Hashem, and he also spoke about the Maram Rottenberg, who refused to let himself be ransomed. And then years later, we said this wealthy Yid heard about it, and he single-handedly went and he redeemed the body of the Maram. Now. The, the, so the, the Maram finally got buried, and coming to this Yid in a dream, the Maram in Rottenberg offered him a choice of two rewards. Choice number one, you and your children will be blessed with riches forever. Or, choice number two, you can immediately have a place next to me in Gan Eden. And the Yid, whose name was Alexander ben Shlema, he chose choice number two, and he passed away very soon after, and he's buried right next to the Maram. And on the Maram's caver is written the whole story of what happened. So the Pillow says, you know, being in Ganadin is a wonderful, it's wonderful in itself, right? And being in Ganadin next to a tzaddik like the Maram in Rottenberg, whew! That's wonderful beyond description. Yet, that was the accepted Aveda before the teachings of Hasidus, which explain that the mission of the Neshama could only be accomplished while the Neshama is in a body. To do one single mitzvah in this world is much greater than any of the things that go on in Gan Eden. The next story says this, this lesson was taught to Rabbi himself by who was Rabbi Mashpia. Anyone remember? Who was the person he went to to get? Rabbi Zalman Zezmer. Very good. So before becoming a Chassid, Rabbi believed that since all bad things come from the physical body, as that, that's what people thought at the time, so by weakening the body, you ke'ilu, weaken your Yetzirah. Right? This was accepted for hundreds of years. Sadiqim would, would act this way. Why do you fast so much? To weaken the Yetzirah. Right? You weaken the, 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 the guf, you, that means you weaken the, the Nefesh of Bahamas. And as a result, Reb Hillel would fast a lot and he would um, do other things to, you know, cause himself pain. And Reb Zalman quoted him the Pasuk, from my flesh, I see godliness. Right, so I was actually just learning this this morning in Hasidus. It doesn't mean with your physical eyes. The mind itself is able to see things and understand things. Meaning using your brain, using your mind, you can clearly understand certain things about godliness. And he explained to Rabbilo that the Pasuk, is the, is the vehicle that that's how you come close to godliness. And from then on, the pillow um, uh, changed his behavior. Now, moving on, the Gemara explains that Yesuf Atzadik was supposed to be in prison for 10 years, but he was punished for an additional two years. Because he asked the, the Sarah Mashkim twice 
to mention his situation to Pare. So the question is very obvious. Listen, you, do you have to have a Muna in Hashem that Hashem is going to help you out with whatever you need? Yes, of course. But still, you have to do your part to try to get things done. For example, you don't say, I have a Muna that Hashem is going to help me survive and just sit at home and not go to work. You have to do your job and go to work. So if that's the case, we, we didn't see this with Yaakov Avinu. That when he was going to Esav, yeah, he davened to Hashem. But he also did. He sent him gifts. He prepared for war. Right? He didn't just daven to Hashem. He did all three. So what was Yosef Savira that he asked the Saramashkin to mention his situation to Bahrain? After being in prison for 10 years, he thought, okay, now I have to do my part. And the answer is that Yosef was on a much higher level and he was supposed to totally rely on, on Hashem without doing anything. So hearing this, one of Reb Hillel's students, Reb Gershon Doiv Ber of Paher, he asked, perhaps Yosef was humble and he didn't think he was on such a level. After all, his great father, Yaakov Avinu, did these things. So why, why would he think he's greater than his father? And Reb Hillel said like this, so that's a good question, right? Maybe Yosef thought he was humble. So Reb Hillel answered, let's say you recognize a special talent in your son. For example, he's very gifted with his hands and everyone sees he could be successful in different uh, jobs, whether it's a craftsman, an artist, a violinist. However, Imagine if the father insists and forces his child to become a simple shoemaker instead. Wouldn't everyone call that a waste of a talent? Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to our ruchnius potential. How far are we able to go beruchnius? <clears throat> we have to know what our level is. And you have to work hard to use it. Yosef should have recognized his greatness. And he should have <clears throat> realized that he was on a that he needs to go to a much higher level. We'll end off with one more story. So Hasidim say, right, Ashreinu, happy are we that we are Yidin. Uma Noim, and how beautiful is it? How wonderful that we are Hasidim. And Uma Yafa, how beautiful, we're not just Hasidim, we're Hasid Chabad. Reb Hillel, who himself used to be connected to the Tzadik, Reb Mordechai of Chernobyl, and became a Chabad Chassid, he was able, someone's born a Chabad Chassid, it's very difficult for them to see the difference between Chassidus Chabad and Chassidus Chagas, because they never experienced Chassidus Chagas. But Reb Hillel was able to see these things. And now in general, Reb Hillel's Tzitkus, how holy he was, was recognized by all Yidin who knew him. And while many of them were inspired to also become Chabad Hasidim. Others weren't. Either they stayed which, with whatever their Hasidish ever was, or they stayed uh, Litvish, whatever it was. One of the people who became extremely close to Rebhilo was a Hasid of Hasidus Chagas. And it goes without saying that Rebhilo started learning Tanya with him, like he did with everybody else. Like all Hasidim, this Hasid went to his Rebbe from time to time. And one time he mentioned to his Rebbe that he was learning Tanya with Rebbe And his Rebbe instructed him that he has to stop learning immediately. 
learning Tanya. And at that time, there was a tremendous opposition to the public study of Hasidists, even among other Hasidic Rebbes and Hasidists. They felt it should only be learned by great people, and most of the Hasidim just follow the ways of Hasidim. You don't have to sit and learn Hasidists. Now, sometime after returning home, we went back to the pillow to discuss something with him. And when they finished discussing uh, the topic, Reb Hillel took out a tanya. He says, okay, let's continue learning from where we were up to. And the chassid says, ah, my Rebbe said no, I can't, I'm sorry. And hearing this, Reb Hillel responded, everything in creation has a special quality to it, which distinguishes it from everything else in creation. For example, everyone knows that when you compare the head to the foot, what's greater? The head. Yet, the feet have a quality above everybody else, including the head. Without the feet, the head's not going anywhere. So if the head wants to do something, the head can't do anything by itself. It needs the feet. It needs the hands. So too over here also, the foot is greater than the head. Nevertheless, even though in that situation the foot's greater than the head, the foot has to recognize who's really greater at the end of the day. The head. You can live without a foot. You can't live without a head. And oy vey to us if the feet start thinking that they're the ones that are the head. And they're higher than the head. Feet should stay feet and the head is above them always. Now this truth, Reb Hillel said, to this chassid, applies to everything in creation. <clears throat> the, when you recognize and, and, and acknowledge a creation that it has its place and its purpose. Right? It, it, it has its highest that goes with it. The same thing is neshamas. There are many different levels of neshama. Some higher than others. Some are the head. Some are the feet. And even within the level of the head, there's different levels. Higher and lower, for example, many people are considered tzaddikin. But everyone knows and understands that not all tzaddikim are equal, right? This tzaddik could be greater than that tzaddik. And looking straight at the chassid, Rebbe told him, in chassidus also, there is a head and there are feet. While your Rebbe is obviously a head, he's a very big tzaddik, he was chosen to be the head of people who are feet. Therefore, Rebbe finished, he told you, the feet, that your purpose is not to think and concentrate on Hasidus Chabad. Because that's what the head is for, right? Mm -hmm. Chabad, use your brain. And Reb Hillel challenged him. But you don't know what level your neshama is connected to. Maybe it's true that Taka, maybe you're one of the feet people. And therefore you shouldn't learn Hasidus Chabad. But you don't know that. Maybe you're the head. And he tells him, he ends up saying, just know what is the head and... What is the feat?